Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. Happy Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And today I'm pleased to be joined by Pastor Todd Thomas. Pastor Todd, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Grayson. Thank you so much. And he is risen indeed. Amen. And uh, Pastor Todd is the pastor of the Nazarene Church in Timberville. And uh, he's with us to share his testimony and uh, the good news of the gospel in his life and what uh, the resurrected Jesus has done for him and continues to do in his life and those around him. Pastor Todd, just start off giving us a little bit of background. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and a little bit about how you grew up. All right. Thank you for the opportunity to share this testimony. My parents came to faith in Christ when I was a boy of about eight years old. And uh, soon after that, we located in Westfield, Indiana, and they enrolled me in what was known as Union Bible Seminary then. It's Union Bible College now. And so started there in the third grade. I felt the Lord call me to preach sometime during that third grade year at the close of a chapel service. And uh, I was thankful for that call. Then at 14 years old, during another chapel service, the Lord spoke to my heart. A friend elbowed me, and we went to the altar together, and it was there that I expressed my personal faith in Jesus. I know that seems kind of backward that he called me to ministry before he <laughs> saved me, but I'll let him, I'll let him work out how that, uh, how that is. And uh, grateful for his call, grateful for his work in my life. And uh, my parents, my dad felt a call to preach, and uh, particularly to minister to uh, drug addicts and alcoholics in the ghettos of Indianapolis. And so uh, he would take me with him as a young man and gave me opportunity to begin attempting to preach uh, in those chapel services to those men. And uh, we shared preaching responsibilities at the Salvation Army in uh, Indianapolis when I was a junior and senior in high school, alternating Thursdays. And I'm just thankful for that kind of history in my life. Well, uh, Pastor Todd, uh, that's a neat story. Thank you for sharing it. And so you grew up in the church, and yes. like you said, you had a call to ministry before you were even technically saved. That's correct. And uh, it's funny, when you said that, I thought about a couple different pastors that I know. One who said that they had begun tithing before they were saved, and one uh, that uh, when her and her husband, uh, she's a pastor now in the Virginia district, she said when her and her husband came to the altar to be saved that day what they didn't realize was the call to the altar that day was for anybody who had felt a call to full-time ministry and i, I <laughs> joked i said you and your husband didn't know what you were getting yourself into oh, that day good. so uh one thing uh, and pastor margaret wasn't able to join us today usually she uh joins us for the broadcast on front porch talks but one thing uh, that she likes to ask people is you know even for those that grew up in the church and kind of it's all you've ever known but at some point, and you mentioned that you got saved as a 14-year-old after accepting the cause, but uh, when would you say that's when your faith kind of became your own, where you didn't really rely on your parents, or maybe even at a younger age, when did you first sense that, you know, there's got to be a God, you know, maybe it was nature, maybe it was something else that drew you to Him, anything that you'd like to share along those lines? I know that when my parents came to faith in Christ, my dad made the decision first, and a few weeks later, uh, my mother made that decision. And just as a boy, I did notice some change in their life habits. 
and uh, some change that came into our family habits. And as a boy, I accepted the change and thought they were pretty good and benefited and enjoyed the changes that came. But I, I didn't have a personal knowledge of Jesus and had not made a personal decision to ask him to be my savior at that point. I guess I just kind of rode along with my parents, so to speak, and enjoyed uh, that early time of their uh, salvation and what it did for our family and began to go to church you know, every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday, and involved in Sunday school and, and enjoyed all of that. Didn't have a resistant heart to any of that as a child. And they put me in the Christian school, and that exposed me to other Christians and to the gospel context in each of the classes. And uh, the Lord was just patiently working in a young heart that was yielded but not knowledgeable enough to make a personal decision. Uh, then uh, my friend, who was my best friend growing up, uh, he kind of led the way for me in a chapel service. And he had already made the decision himself a few years prior to uh, express faith in Christ. And so he was instrumental in helping me understand that just kind of riding along with my parents wasn't going to be enough. Uh, and I needed to make a personal choice. And at that moment, through my friend and through others who had been speaking into my life, I heard the Lord's voice and yielded to that and just went forward to the altar and just confessed my sins and asked him to save me. And he did, and it has stuck since. Right. Uh, Pastor Todd, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying growing up in the church myself and at a young age and uh, coming to Christ at age five and then at age 12 at a youth camp. I would call it sanctification, what we'd call sure. it in the Nazarene church, kind of growing deeper, kind of, mm -hmm. I don't call it recommitting because I never really strayed from right. the upbringing, so to speak, but just growing deeper in him and my relationship with him, kind of that next step. Now, you mentioned that you grew up in Indianapolis or near Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. So how did you end up in the Shenandoah Valley? Well, that's quite a journey. I did grow up north of Indianapolis and uh, didn't leave that part of the country till I went to college at God's Bible School in Cincinnati. And uh, that's where I met uh, my wife, Carol. And uh, we were married, lived in Cincinnati briefly after our marriage, uh, then went to southern Indiana, to Evansville, to begin pastoring in my first pastorate. And pastored there for a few years, then we went into eastern Kentucky for a little while, and then went to Alabama and spent several years in Alabama pastoring. And uh, then about 14 years ago, felt a need for transition and sent out resumes. And our own district superintendent, Dr. Phil, responded to my resume. And so here I am and been here 14 years now. Well, uh, it sounds like you've had quite the ministry journey. And as you said before, even as a young boy, you had began preaching yes. in the Bible school. And uh, so, uh, you know, anything along the way, maybe uh, uh, you said that you answered the call to ministry at an early age. And so what do you feel like maybe is God's greatest purpose for you in life or that you get the most fulfillment out through uh, serving, especially in ministry? Well, that's a pretty interesting question, Grayson. I thank you for that. Uh, what brings me great joy as a Christian man is relating to others 
grace and truth and the good news. I find great joy and great satisfaction, significance in being able to preach the word week by week. That is, uh, that's something that's always been a vital part of me and my answer to the call. Uh, I also find great joy and a sense of fulfillment when I have opportunity to talk to individuals in different contexts. I was just able to do that last night as I talked to a young man um, about making the right decision with his life to set his destiny. And he responded, oh, I know it's, you know, how I live my life. I said, well, yes, but it's also what you do with Jesus. You need Jesus to forgive your sins and then live your life for him. And he was very nervous, changed the subject, but we're not through talking. So, uh, but uh, I love preaching. I love being in a pulpit and speaking to groups of individuals, but I also enjoy being able to build relationship with them outside of that context. Well, Pastor Todd, thank you for sharing that. And as you were talking about talking with that man uh, recently about his soul, and it's not about our works. It's about Jesus. And certainly this time of year, we realize that if he yes. hadn't have died on the cross for our sins on Good Friday, it was good for us bad for Jesus, but uh, we know that he rose this Sunday. We're uh, celebrating Easter, yes. and uh, it's uh, really the most important day in our lives as Christians, because if it hadn't have been for Resurrection Sunday, we wouldn't be talking right now. We wouldn't, you know, that's our whole reason for living is because of his resurrection, and that's hope. Yes. That's hope. That gives us hope in knowing that we don't have to rely on our own strength. Right. It's surrendering our lives to him and giving him control of our lives. Yes. So uh, what is uh, going on in your life right now that lets you know that the gospel is the good news and that you can share that good news with us today? Well, Grayson, you talked about you know the resurrection giving us hope for our faith. And the scripture tells us that if he's not raised, then our faith is vain. And it's not our works, but it's him and what he does for us. And I just want to respond to that for a moment before I get to your other question. I'm really, really thankful for that today because the past couple of years or so have been a very difficult personal journey for me. And if it weren't for the resurrected Christ doing for me and in me, I wouldn't have made it. I didn't have my own strength, didn't have what it would take to make that portion of my journey. But the resurrected Christ proved to be enough Amen. in his grace and his love and his patience and sometimes dragging me through, not just carrying me through. Uh, but I'm glad to sit here today, Grayson, and tell you that uh, his word and his spirit is restoring me, and I am grateful for that. And that's why I'm even more committed to the idea of the good news. After going through a personal difficulty, a long, arduous difficulty, and looking back at it today and seeing the faithfulness and the grace of God through Christ and feeling his restoring grace in my life now, I'm better able and more ready to tell you that the gospel is good news. It'll, it'll bring you through. It will sustain you. It will hold you. Uh, when your strength is completely gone and you don't seem to even have any reason to exist, know this. The grace of God will hold you and it'll bring you through and his purpose can still be fulfilled in your life. And I'm grateful for that today, Grayson. Amen, Brother Todd. Thank you for sharing that good news with us. And uh, is there any scriptures or any maybe thoughts that the Lord has brought to your mind, especially in this Easter season 
that you would like to share with us that'll give us hope today. All right. Uh, yes, one of the things that I love about this season of the year is the work of Christ, both at the cross and the resurrection. Uh, I've been really impacted by the cross, and that's part of the restoration that I'm going through. At the power of the cross, that Christ won the victory at the cross, and that victory is sufficient to restore everything, all things. And his resurrection is like God's shout. See, I'm making everything new, even my own son. Look, the resurrection, the first point of undeniable evidence that things will never be the same. And I love this season of the year and be able to tell people that the cross provides everything for God's purpose to be fulfilled in my life, in your life, in the church, in the world at large. And Christ's resurrection is the evidence that everything is different now. It's changed now. And uh, we too can experience the power of that. As scripture tells us that if we are in Christ, we become new. We're new creations. The old is gone and the new has come. And it's just a glorious thing to consider at this time of year. And I love preaching that good news during this season and sharing that good news with others. It's kind of neat, uh, Pastor Todd, because as you were talking before you even mentioned that specific scripture verse, that was the scripture verse that was coming to my mind as you were Mm -hmm. talking about how we were crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us that lives, but he that lives in us and through us and that gives us a new life. And like you said, the old is gone and the new has come. So uh, certainly that is the greatest news of all. And that he lives and that we live. And not only do we live here, but our eternity starts the day we become Christians. Our eternity starts. And as long as we keep our eyes on him and keep running the race, as Paul says in the Bible, and as long as we finish well, then we are promised eternity with him in heaven. And that's the hope uh, that we all need uh, today and every day. Yes, certainly. Thank you. Pastor Todd, uh, how has God maybe answered prayer for you in the last year or the last couple years? Or how has he brought in restoration, forgiveness, and healing? I know you shared about sharing with a gentleman about how he could accept Christ and how he could um, ask Christ into his life and how that's a continual process but uh, some other things, uh, either of those questions. All right. Thank you, Grayson. Well, just uh, several weeks ago, uh, I was privileged to attend a large Nazarene conference in Kansas City. I was made aware of the conference quite some time ago uh, during some of the difficulties of my personal journey and and was resistant in going. Uh, But some people around my life insisted that I go, made provision for me to go, So I did go, a little bit begrudgingly, but I did go. And God used that time. Um, The gentleman that I roomed with in the hotel, a dear friend of mine, uh, was able to to hear my story and extend grace to me and pray for me. And that was incredibly helpful. Uh, Established some accountability with me. Uh, Some other portions of that conference spoke to me and, and... I heard the Lord speak to me during one lunchtime. You know, there's three or 4,000 people there, and I managed, by some weird coincidence, it seemed, to have lunch by myself one day, which seemed just crazy with that many people, a number of whom were my friends. I couldn't find anybody to have lunch, and so I went and had lunch alone. And 
And it was in that aloneness of that lunch, God spoke to me very clearly. And uh, I was grateful to hear his voice and respond in obedience to his voice. And I look back to that as one of my recent highlights. Now, in answer to prayer, this is going to seem like a funny one, Grayson. You can laugh at it if you'd like, and our listeners can giggle too. I had a car that stopped running just a few days ago. I need to be able to use the car. Right, right. And, but it just stopped, wouldn't start. And I'm, I'm reasonably gifted and kind of figure things out. I've done my own vehicle maintenance for a long time. And I assumed I knew what was wrong. It didn't start. didn't start for two days. I tried various times. So I was uh, coming home in my truck yesterday, needed to use my car later that day. And I just kind of grinned and said, Lord, it'd be a blessing if my car would start. Well, I drove it to this interview today, Grayson. I got When I parked my truck, after saying that sentence prayer, I went over and got in the car, turned the key, and it started immediately. And uh, I drove it to that. I just, there you go. <laughs> I don't think that's funny at all. I think God, He can do anything. So sure. why, you know, a car that you need for ministry, why couldn't He make that start? I oh, mean, yeah. He raised Jesus from the dead, so starting a car is certainly um, something that's within His realm of oh, doing. Sure. and. Certainly he knew how important it was for you that you needed that car to yeah. work, to do ministry. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And he's even in the small details sure. that we might take for granted day in and day out that we don't realize until we're at a need for something like that. So I think that's great, Brother Todd. Thank you for sharing that. Brother Todd, on the subject of answered prayer, this isn't really answered prayer, but maybe just something that you would say in your life. It can be a particular incident, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. What would you say is maybe one or two things that you're most thankful for to God that he's done in your life? Well, I'm certainly thankful for his call on my life. Uh, That gave a certain stability and direction to my childhood and teenage years. A funny story grows out of that. Uh, my mom would often tell me when I was getting ready to go do boy things, get on my bike and go fishing or whatever, she would tell me to be careful. And on one occasion, I looked at her and smiled and said, Mom, God's called me to preach and I haven't done it yet. I'm going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I'm thankful for the call on my life and the anchor that it has been. A number of times when things were difficult or distracting, the call was an anchor that had a short leash and uh, wouldn't let me go, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that he saved me and that he sanctified me and he brought me a good wife and I've had a good family. Uh, Those are highlights in my life for which I will always be thankful. Well, thank you for sharing that, and that's great. Certainly, we all have a call. Everybody's call is different, but we all have a call, and we should be thankful that God uses us for his glory and for the glory of his kingdom and uh as a believer as a pastor as somebody that's in ministry what does surrender mean to you especially in your life what does surrender look like well i'm learning grayson that surrender is kind of a a flexible thing when i was a young man i surrendered who i was and what i was and what i had Uh, but as life has journeyed on my life has changed Who I am has matured and developed in various ways. Uh, What I might say I have has changed in various ways. My level of responsibilities have changed in various ways. And I'm finding that surrender is something that needs to be renewed and refreshed almost every day. Amen, amen. And, And so that for me is what it is, that early in the day, 
not later in the days you run into something and kind of do an oh by the way, but have the heart, have the mind from the waking moment that Lord, you know, I will do what is mine to do today, but the day is yours and you're open and welcome to arrange, to appoint, to take away, to give, and blessed be your name. Amen. And as you were talking, Brother Todd, I was thinking about the scripture that says, worry only about today, for today has enough troubles of its own. Worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. And certainly we need to be present in the present, so to speak, and live for today and not miss the opportunities that he's given us today, because we'll never be able to get those opportunities back tomorrow. So we need to make the most of those. And, uh, Brother Todd, recently uh, you wrote a book based on the Beatitudes. Um, So maybe share a little bit about what God was doing through the writing of that book, what he was doing in your own life, and how that came about. All right. Thank you for the question, Grayson. In the fall of 2016, I started a preaching series at my church uh, through the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, it took the better part of a year to do so, allowing for some special services and when it was finished, there were people spoke into my life and seemed to think it'd be a good idea if I could change the sermon series into print. Uh, that was a really steep learning curve. It was just about straight up. But a number of people assisted uh, in various ways, and it took about a year and a half to go through the process. It was transformative to me. It also was overlaid with that time of my life that was some of my most difficult times in some interesting way that trying to develop the book and going through this personal difficulty kind of coincided together. Uh, But um, the book was finished earlier, uh, back in the fall, I think, and then uh, was submitted uh, for some publication. At any rate, it's available now. It's called A Life in Contrast, Thoughts from the Sermon on the Mount. It's about 300 pages of material. Uh, that could be useful for uh, some sermon study resource, uh, could be useful for small group resource, or for personal devotional reading. The chapters are six or eight pages long. They're not real long. Uh, but there's, I think, some pretty good and challenging material. I know that the process of preaching that series and then writing that book had an effect on me that will never be undone. I'm not the same man now that I was before. And I trust that that effect will never go away. It's available on Amazon. You just need to Google the title. If you Google my name, you'll get all kinds of stuff because there's more than one of me out there. Uh, But if you search the title on Amazon, A Life in Contrast, Thoughts from the Sermon on the Mount, uh, it's available there. And I appreciate anybody who cares to take a look at it. And if some of our listeners already have, thank you so much for that. And I'd welcome any comments. On the back cover of the book, your dad, uh, Grayson, has written some very kind words about the book. He was one who read some of the rough draft and encouraged me to pursue it till it was complete. Uh, there's also a, a dedicated email address on the back cover of the book to receive comments or questions about the book. So thank you for asking about it, Grace. Yep, thank you for sharing that, Brother Todd. And I believe my dad was the first person who had told me that you were in the process of writing a book. Right. I think I actually had you on previously year or two years ago to talk about the initial process of it but anything that's worthwhile takes time and we were talking about surrender and how it's a daily thing and how god has you know different things planned so his timing is perfect so to speak i've heard it said before that he's rarely early and uh 
never late, but always on time. Always on time. Always on time. Sure. Sometimes we might think he's late, but he's not late because right. his timing and our timing are different. His timing is perfect, though. I agree. And, uh, Brother Todd, I mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast that you pastor the Nazarene Church in Timberville. Yes. So, uh, especially for those that might be looking for a church or don't have a church, would you like to share uh, where exactly in Timberville your church is located for anybody that might be interested in attending or well, looking for a church? I'd be glad to, Grayson. Thank you. Uh, we are on Newmarket Road, which is the connecting road between Timberville and Newmarket. Uh, if you're leaving Timberville, headed to Newmarket, we're on the left, just out of town. Uh, got a nice big sign out front. If you're coming from Newmarket, of course, we'll be on your right. Uh, we have Sunday school at 945, and our morning worship service is at 1045. Uh, we're conducting a study of the Holy Spirit on Tuesday evenings at 630, and uh, then again on Wednesday mornings at 10. It is the same session, just repeated at different time frames, so folks can fit it into their personal schedule. It's a powerful study of the Holy Spirit and we're being deeply challenged by it. And I'd invite anybody who has room in their schedule uh, to come and join us for that time. Well, thank you for sharing that, Brother Todd. And I just didn't want to end this program on Easter Sunday without giving people an invitation sure. to church and uh, to a relationship with Christ. And certainly with your church being in the WBTX listening area, I thought it would be a perfect invitation. And uh, Brother Todd, uh, thank you for joining me on Front Porch Talks today. And in the last few minutes here, uh, anything else that you'd like to share that we haven't talked about already or maybe that I haven't asked you already? Well, Grayson, first let me say thank you so much for inviting me to share some of the story with you. And you've done a good job asking good questions and leading this. Thank you so much for that. And uh, it's been a great privilege to share some good news with you and through you with various listeners in the WBTX area. Uh, I would just say that um, I love the Lord, Grayson, and I'm glad he loves me. Amen. I'm glad that God's story doesn't start with our sin, but it Amen. starts with his creative goodness. Uh, sometimes we start the story in Genesis 3 with man's sin when we really should start it with Genesis 1 with God's creative right. goodness, and I'm thankful for that appreciate being able to be with you today. Well, Brother Todd, uh, you mentioned uh, meeting your wife in uh, Cincinnati at God's Bible School. And uh, tell us a little bit about your family and just here in the last few moments. Uh, okay, well, I'd be glad to do that. Carol and I have been married almost 37 years. Uh, we have two adult children. Tiffany is uh, our daughter. She is a school teacher in Nashville and uh, has uh, been a teacher. I think this is her ninth year of elementary teaching. Our son lives in Newmarket, married, and uh, their family has provided us with uh, three grandchildren, and uh, we're very blessed to be able to see them every week, and uh, thank the Lord for that. And um, Our granddaughter, she asked me an interesting question a few weeks back. She said, Pop, can I be a veterinarian and a preacher? <laughs> and I said, well, baby, you certainly can. Right. So I'm interested to see how God unfolds his will in our family's life. Right. And uh, just prayerful every day that uh, they'll understand his love and grace. Sounds like she has a heart to minister to all God's creation, yes, human and four-legged friends. Uh, <laughs> she does that. She's something. The grandson, Gunner, uh, he's a fine boy and uh, grandson Dylan, we're trusting the Lord to just work grace in everybody's life and 
and uh, work his will and purpose through them. Well, thank you for sharing that, Brother Todd. And I'm just going to close our program today just praying for you and your family and all those you come in contact with. Lord, I thank you uh, for Pastor Todd Thomas and for his family, Lord. And I pray a blessing over his wife and his kids and his grandkids, Lord, and over his church and all those he comes in contact with, Lord. Just uh, I pray that they're encouraged and that they find hope uh, through you that live in Brother Todd. And uh, just uh, thank you for him sharing his testimony today and the good news of the gospel. I just pray that he fills your blessing upon his life each and every day, Lord. And uh, I ask all this uh, in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank Um, you, Grace. Thank you, Brother Todd, for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to have you. And uh, thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I pray that Pastor Todd Thomas's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. Uh, join us each Sunday from noon till 1230 right here on 1470 AM and 102.1 FM WBTX for Front Porch Talks. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.